Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and you are tuning in to Nintendo Shack 145, titled Pikmin Returns. We've got the full crew back together as Garrett rejoins us from his ventures out into the dark, cold world. Yes. Did you get your COVID test? No, I didn't. I I, I didn't. I didn't. Should I? Should I really do a test? I don't know. I don't like, know. There's lots of room. It's How like many it's just, people were It's just in the air. Did you touch a surface? Um, I think I sat down once or twice. Did you touch a public vacation. doorknob? Wash your hands. Def- define public. <laughs> <laughs> what were you Anywhere doing? Where that people touch? <laughs> <laughs> no, no restaurants. No, no parties. That's don't good. Worry about that. Yep. Uh, before we get into the show, we'd like to thank everybody that supports us over at patreon.com slash PSVG for just $3. You can have access to our DLC feed of PSVG bonus content. That includes our monthly DLC episode. That includes Bored with Everything. That includes Strong Style and Dollar Cinema. Oftentimes at DLC, two, three chapters long, we just did three hours of me sitting down with Jason Fluxe Lacey. Talking about Fluxapose and his upbringing and all that good stuff. So it was so good. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. With the it's been the outpouring has been abundantly positive. Everybody really, really enjoyed this DLC this month. So mm-hmm. if you guys haven't given us a chance over there, maybe think about it. It's just three dollars, and uh, like I said, uh, I often tell everybody you you you're kind of missing half of the PSVG Master Feed if you if you're not over there because um, we we often put lots of stuff up there. I think at least four, if not six or seven bonus podcasts a month over there. Um, so thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Michael Masick, uh, Michael Masick, The Eggshin, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fahaber, and Paul Calicote. I honestly, because of that CSS thing I was telling you that I put on my browser, mm-hmm. um, my document is all black and the letters are really white. And I honestly almost read it as Michael Masick, The Eggshin. And I was like, wait, that's not right. <laughs> so um, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, Nintendo's making bank and uh, the mm-hmm. Pikmin has has returned or shown back up. We, we've seen Pikmin again. Um, before we get into all that, let's break down uh, what you've been up to. And I'll start. Guys, I, I kept trying to play Paper Mario. Uh, yeah. The reason I'm going to start is because I'm going to be real quick this week. And um, I got through the Ice Velumental, whatever it is, the, the mm-hmm. streamer and... And yeah, I went up into some clouds and I found another streamer to do. And I was like, I'm just, I'm done. Like I <laughs> had this game. My, my switch says I've played this game uh, for 25 plus hours. And it's just like, I don't know how much further I've got to go. <laughs> I don't want to go any further. Um, so I just stopped and I started playing Ghost of Tsushima uh, after I spent an entire weekend playing Grounded on Xbox. Grounded's amazing. It's so super fun. And mm-hmm. um. I had a few people ask me on Twitter, like, hey, did you finish it? And I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to. And uh, Chalfie reaches out to me and he's like, well, did you make it this far? And I was like, no, I got to here. And he was like, you probably have another four or five hours. And I was Goodness. like, that's that's too many. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's too- you're not, if you're finding it to be a chore to play it at this point. Yeah. yeah. And how? So let me ask you this. Um, if you were asking to give your opinion on a game, 
if you really enjoyed it for like the first 15 hours, but then the last 10, like you were just kind of over it, like, would you knock the game for that? Or is that more of like a personal issue? No, because that means it overstayed its welcome. It's too long of a game. It, it drags on. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think it's I think it's too long. So Paper Mario is too long. I I was really enjoying it for the first ten. I was in it for the up to like the twenty over the mm-hmm. twenty hour mark. It's like okay, I get it, Mario. Like your paper, <laughs> there's paper I jokes, there's puns, and you spin the circle around. That's a if it's overly repetitive to the point where you aren't enjoying it anymore. Yeah, I just needed. I needed. I definitely needed to take a break, and um, mm-hmm. I didn't get back to Catherine because Jack has taken upon himself to replay Let's Go. And oh, Let's oh. Go is on my Nintendo Switch, my Lite. So he's been playing on that machine. So I haven't had my Switch. My daughter's playing Animal Crossing. So worked out for me. I started playing some other stuff. So that's it for me on cool. this week in Nintendo. What about you, Garrett? You're back in town. What have you been up to? Do you beat, oh, do you beat Zelda did- yet? No. So uh, this is what I decided to do, Donnie. Uh, I, I hear you joke around in the other podcasts. Joke um, around? It's eight. Yeah. You've been doing this for two months? Don't yeah. rush him. I'm taking my time. Okay. Out of spite, what I'm doing is be, I'm he's just cracking out now. That's a great be, way to start a point. Out of spite. <laughs> I'm beating one temple a week. And, nice. Yeah. That's okay. And I'm, and I'm gonna describe it like wh- what my adventures are in that temple for you. And I think I think that's a pretty good idea with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. I want to go through Majora's Mask as well Oof. since I have that on 3ds. I know you don't like it, but I love. And I gotta listen to it. Of, I love yeah, you Majora's Mask. You can talk about that game all you want, Garrett. I'm, Sounds good. I'm here for it. Okay, so Ocarina of Time. I beat the Water Temple uh, last nice. week. It was the early Wait, part of the week. You gotta hear your thoughts about: Is it the hardest thing ever? Did you find it to be super Zelda fans? And yeah, really, and, like, and the lore of Zelda, the, the water temple is infamous. People yeah. hate this thing. I I understand it could be a little hated on because there's some aspects of it where I had to literally use the song to go to the beginning of the temple again to reset all the water levels. I think that was my biggest gripe with it. Other than that, I think it was one of the best dungeons i've played in in ocarina of time just because how well connected this dungeon is between each of the rooms it's not just like you go into one room you got to solve the puzzle okay you go to the next room it's you really got to think on your toes like that um, is the correct answer yeah literally awesome it's like a rubik's cube um, exactly because the floors do interact with each other and if anything kind of reminds me a lot of the the shrines dungeons beasts that you find in breath of the wild um a lot of those environmental factors affect future rooms how you shift and everything dictates Mm -hmm. what you find on the you know the upcoming level so yeah i think the mid boss is the best mid boss i played (gasps) shadow Um, link did you know that go ahead okay i didn't know it was shadow link if if that's what you were wondering (laughs) um but I, i i went into that room it was just foggy and yeah. like there was just a tree in the middle and I'm like, what is this room? And then I go all the way to the end and there was just nothing. It was just like a wall or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll turn around then. I turn around and then he just like appears like like Isn't in, in awesome? the mist. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. Like like showing like a shadow form of yourself just in the in, in this like atmosphere of this room. I'm like, you could do this. In, in a Nintendo 64 game, that's pretty cool. So, oh, 
I really enjoyed it. What I was going to say is, did you know that he'll have the same amount of health as you have hearts? So he's an exact mirror of you. If you're mm. really, really strong at that point, he'll be really, really strong. Ah, I didn't realize that. Um, I think what I've done with him is just I spammed the hammer and he was pretty much gone after like a few seconds. I didn't. I don't have that much hearts, to be honest with you. I didn't like try to search out all the the hidden heart pieces around uh, around the world. I'm kind of just mainlining the, the dungeons right now. So he didn't seem that powerful. Only have one row of the hearts. I think that's like maybe 12 or 13 or whatever. Um, but yeah, I love the mid boss of that game. The the end boss, it's okay. It's not like my favorite one, I think, just because I didn't know if I was hurting it. It's the weird little, I don't know, it's like a bacteria, of what, whatever yeah. you call it, amoeba. Yeah. That's what it's called. Um, I didn't know if I was hurting it or not. So I was hook shotting it for the longest time and like like hitting uh. it with a sword. And I'm like, am I doing anything right? And then once he changed his attack pattern, I'm like, okay, at least I'm doing something. So I'm just going to keep at For whatever what reason, I was thinking the boomerang, but I guess maybe that's not it. You hook shot it and then pull it out and then you hit it before the amoeba pulls it back together. And- that, that's what I was doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have okay. to pull it out of the water. Yeah. You were yeah. Doing okay. okay, cool. Um, so I am in the shadow temple right now. I already told Rebecca I am stuck in a room. Um, it's a hard, I think that's a hard, um, a hard yeah. temple. That's the yeah, one that I always bring up to people to complain about the water temples. I had way more issues with the shadow temple than that one. It's yeah. not, um, it, you know, I think it's less linear than a lot of the other dungeons. Of course. For sure. Like the first part of it was pretty short, very confined walls and everything. It, it seemed pretty straightforward there. And then I got into this massive room. I got the fly boots. And then I, I got to a point where there was a room that had a hidden, like, I didn't know I had to do this, but the sign said, like, the eye of truth will tell you, tell you where the stone umbrella is, whatever, to, like, protect the bridge, uh, like, the blades. And I'm like, what the heck? Wait, have you gotten it yet? Did you get it, the lens of truth? I didn't get this eye of truth. Oh, you got to go back. That's the problem. You got to go back. Oh. Yeah, you're not ready for this this temple. Oh, the eye so, of truth so lets you see uh, things that aren't that you can't see otherwise. That's what that's the whole gimmick of the about. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a the uh, you know how you had to go to the um the ice dungeon to get mm-hmm. the iron boots. It was mm-hmm. like a mini dungeon. There's another yep. mini dungeon you have to do before Shadow Temple. Okay, so and it's still in the graveyard cemetery area though, right? Right? No. Am I totally off? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look this up. We'll we'll, we'll continue this conversation. <laughs> oh, you're later. gonna look it up? Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not gonna look it up. We're we're gonna nudge you in the right direction. Later. Now, the Shadow Sounds Temple's good. boss. Awesome. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. You've probably okay. seen this one before. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, other than that, Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm back at it. I'm playing the Future Connected DLC. That's the set piece. That's right after uh, the main story. Um, I'm having a great time with it so far, um, but like uh, I don't know, it's just more Xenoblade to me. Uh, there is it, it is set right after the main story, and it's about the capital Alchemoth, uh, where Melia um, goes back to the capital and tries to reclaim it. But there's a certain evil there. There's like this thing called the Fog Monster, and there's like a rift that's inside this uh, in Alchemoth that um, kind of like it can control other monsters too. It's like very dark spirit energy, very mysterious. Um, we don't know what the villain is or what they, they want to do or anything like that. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, it has new mechanics, it actually stripped off some mechanics too. So um, in the main game, there's these, um, these attributes or whatever that you connect skills between um, 
camp, uh, like your characters together, which I thought was like really random because they just give you extra bonuses or whatever. They stripped that off. Um, and now they got this, um, they got these things called pawn specters where there's several pawns. These pawns are these little fur balls that you see in the game. Um, and you basically have to collect them all and they actually follow with you and they give you an amazing amount of buffs and attacks and strengths and they're so cute and adorable. It's just kind of funny that you're kind of running around and then you just see a trail of, of pawns just behind you, just running with you. It's like, yeah, this is like nothing you would see in the main game. So wow. I, I think they they were just trying something out, uh, something cute. Um, and then instead of your, um, I know the main, you know, mechanic in, in the main story is the slow time mechanic where you, uh, kind of control all three characters and do a main ultimate like attack in combat. They stripped that off and instead they put the pawn specters as the ultimate attack. And instead of like slow time attack, they do this, um, kind of this ultimate animation, kind of like super smash brothers where they all come together and do this cute little animation of attacking the monsters. I think it's just kind of cool. They're just trying to add a different style to it. So wait, they changed it from the original? Yeah. Why did they change it? I, I think it was just something a little different. Um, I, it, To be honest with you, the, the character attributes, I did not find them to be particularly like helpful in any way. I mean, I'm sure they gave me extra buffs, but I just didn't know what they were doing with it. So maybe they were just trying something a little different with this game. It's only um, 10. I, I feel like it's going to be about 10 hours long. So I'm a bit ho- over halfway right now. Um, but it's I'm going good. I'm not playing as Shulk. I'm playing as the other characters. We got uh, Kino and Nene, uh, the little furball pawns as well. Um, they they have some amazing attacks. So um, I'm, I'm having a great time with Future Connected. And then last but not least, the game that Donnie could not pronounce in last week's show, Atelier Riza. What? Atelier <laughs> Riza. Garrett, listen, uh. okay? You can't just make up games, okay? This is a respected <laughs> format show. It's been adopted by fans. You can't just make stuff up. You got to come prepared. Anyways, Atelier is a long-standing JRPG series. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> I'll just mess with you. <laughs> so Atelier Riza is the latest game of the series, of Atelier series. Um, normally, th- this game is about alchemy, um, and it's very JRPG tropish, as it's very lighthearted. Um, it has the Japanese character style, um, only has subs. Um, I-, I would say it's 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 good so far. Um, it's just start off with the adventure with Riza, uh, who wants to go off on an adventure with her friends, um, it doesn't seem like anything's out of the ordinary with the story so far. You meet the uh, kind of the situation with the island and the town, um, and you kind of go along with the story. I think the main mechanic behind this game that that really hooks or grabs people is the alchemy s- the, uh, system part. So basically what you do is you go out into the wild and you grab these items like and then they're all around like the wilderness or whatever and then along the way you can battle monsters and in, in, in combat or whatever but basically you gr- gather all these items you go back to your house and then you build um like potions buffs and or bombs uh weapons equipments or anything and then it's actually a pretty intricate system of how to make certain items it, each item that you make is one of a kind. It's not going to be the same exact unless you go through the same exact steps. 
So there's a lot to it. I don't know how more I can explain about it. It's just a lot to the system that I'm I'm really enjoying. Uh, I was like, okay, I see where the hook is with this game. It's it's that, and also the combat's pretty cool. It's an it's just action time combat against um, monsters right now. Um, and then basically you can do flurries of, of attacks. You do combos. Um, you can easily put your characters more aggressively so you can uh, beat them up faster. Um, I, I think overall it's a solid game. I just got to play a little bit more to see if it really interests me more, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Excellent. How about you, Bex? I am still on the Super Mario RPG grind. I have been playing most days. Um, it feels a little bit weird uh, to be playing this after some of the other RPGs from that era uh, that I played earlier this year. I feel like it hasn't really aged as well as some of the other ones. Um, I've noticed that the um, the controls are not quite as precise as some of the other games. Um, like every time Mario has to jump onto a platform, I don't know if it's just my depth perception or what, or like if it's just the game mechanics. I feel like um, it hasn't aged quite as gracefully. Um, and it is like a little bit more basic than all the other RPGs um, that I've been playing lately. But that being said, I'm still enjoying it. Um, there's a lot of witty writing in it. Um, I've gotten five of the seven stars so far. Um, people tell me nice. this is where the game really opens up. Um, so I feel like I should be close to the end by now, but apparently there's still some more way to go. There are some difficulty spikes um, that I think are a little bit annoying in the game, but I I think I've been getting really lucky with the RNG with some of the boss battles um, because I've been streaming this and people have been telling me I'm way too underleveled for this boss fight, way too underleveled. And then like I keep getting like crit hits or like the mm. boss keeps missing me or something. Um, so it doesn't feel like it's like, super well designed in that regard um that mm -hmm. if like i'm under leveled but i'm getting lucky and like still getting through it works for me but like if i wasn't getting lucky i would probably be very frustrated um but eventually your really gonna run out exactly like eventually i'm gonna have to grind way more than i would have before to like mm -hmm. get up to where i was mm -hmm. um a couple other little things that just like kind of irked me like really bad inventory management like i feel like there's not enough um uh, room in my inventory, but that that's the case for a lot of those older games. Um, I do like a lot of the puzzles that are in it, though. A lot of clever clever puzzles that give you oh. hints without like really frustrating you too badly. Um, so I'm hoping maybe I'll be able to beat that this weekend or early next week. Hopefully I can give my final impressions on it next week. The other thing that I played this week, um, I played a little bit on Sunday and then also yesterday, is this other game called Sewer Smash TV. I think it was originally called Smash TV. It was originally an arcade game. I'm playing the Super Nintendo version of it. And I didn't really know anything about this game um, before I started playing it. <laughs> but once I looked into it a little bit more, I realized it's exactly like one of the mini games in Stardew Valley. If either of you oh. guys have played Stardew Valley, the um, Journey of the Prairie King is exactly this kind of game. It's um, a shoot 'em up game where like you can mm -hmm. shoot in four directions and like all the guys come out. Um, and like you have to shoot them and like go onto each room. But the thing that's unique about this game is that it's set up as like a game show style. Um, it came out in the early 90s and it's set in 1999. So like you win fancy prizes like a VCR and like toasters <laughs> and CRT TVs and things like that. Um, uh, but it's like a, a weird game show premise where like you go into a room and have to like shoot each other. It's kind of like a Hunger Games type mm -hmm. premise of a, of a game show. Um, but it's pretty funny. There's some really hilarious dialogue in it. 
Um, and it, it's just kind of mindless fun of like, okay, shooting and getting into the next room. And um, I was using all the, all the, the cheat codes and stuff to pass, pass levels and stuff. And like, it felt, it felt very arcade, arcadey, like a very, you know, this, this is a good, when you want to take a break from something else and just have mindless fun. Um, so I like this that, game. That so cool. to chat, everybody yeah. in chat really, really enjoyed watching. <laughs> I play. didn't realize how many people knew about this. Like I had never heard of this until just I've recently. never heard of this. This is new me, to me. me too. <laughs> so when I started playing, I'm like, okay, nobody's going to like, come out to watch me play this game on stream and a lot of people really liked it apparently this was like old school arcade fun so win big money win win vcrs <laughs> win toasters <laughs> it's a good time <laughs> cool anything else oh that's it okay well let's get into the news this week in nintendo and uh, we've got some news to get into um, let's start at the top nintendo announces the long rumored pikmin 3 deluxe is arriving on October 30th. Now, if we're keeping count at home mm-hmm. um, from the original reports and leaks that came out from Eurogamer, extremely trusted site within the industry, right, Caroline? Or Caroline. Oof. <laughs> oh. Right, Rebecca? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> you can tell I'm used to arguing with, with Caroline. <laughs> um, and then we have VentureBeat backing that up with uh, Mr. Jeffrey Grubgrub, right? Is that, is that also right? We're keeping track of that. It appears Maybe. to be so. And, and he said that we were going to be getting uh, the Mario <laughs> games that we've talked about quite a bit, the Pikmin game, the Paper Mario game, the we Mario 3D world. We did. How we are you feeling about that now? Paper Mario and Pikmin. Okay, well, Pikmin has been rumored for a long time. Let's not even give him credit. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Listen <laughs> here, okay? We'll raise it to the side here. Oh, I'm great. agreeing with you. I'm saying that these rumors are indeed coming true. October 30th, the day before Halloween, you can play the entire story co-op now that includes new side missions, also co-op. All of the DLC from the original is included. They have new difficulty options, a new lock-on system with hints and an easier difficulty. Um, Grouchy wants to know, does this Pikmin 3 port mean that 4 is coming? Are we closer to a remake of 1 and 2 before 4? I have no idea. I think we're <laughs> That's the even- correct answer. Further yeah, yeah. I think we're even further away from four now. If if four yeah. was ready, they would have given us four. If four was close to being ready, I think they would have shown four instead of porting three. By mm-hmm. now, by now at least, I'll put I'll put that clarification on there. We're what year three, almost four into Switch. Mm-hmm. If Pikmin four was as close to being ready as Miyamoto once suggested it, I don't think we'd be seeing <laughs> three. You know, this late in the game, I think we would have gotten no. three already. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So. And then we had another um, Pikmin 3 has also been removed from the Wii U eShop. That's interesting. What do you think of that? I don't like it because I don't think there's any need to do it. Um, I did go, I I think they did the same thing for Tropical Freeze. They did. Really? Yeah. Because I went, but here's the, but Mario U is still there. Mm -hmm. So they didn't take that one down. Tokyo Mirage Sessions is still there. I think so. I went and b- mm. b- booted up the Wii U just to like go and scroll, see if I could find a few things. I didn't specifically look for that one, but yeah. I think I saw it on the tile. Because okay. that homepage on the Wii U shop was... Yeah, listen here, folks. I know not many of you have a Wii U. There's only like 13 of us in the world. Um, Pretty much. But if you've ever thought that you hated the Switch eShop and the Switch system, just do yourself a favor. Go YouTube Wii U shop and you'll see like what true bad eShop is. So... uh but yeah, I, I don't like it. I just don't see like, was it, who's it helping? Is it helping anyone? What's the point of it? That's- I think 
the point that you could argue is that maybe if they take it down off the Wii U shop, if you're using the app or you're going on the browser and you type it in, you're only getting one result returned instead of two. Mm. But even then, it's not that big of a deal. But also, now that I say that, this is also a company that doesn't do returns. They don't do refunds. So it actually could be a big deal if you have a thousand people that don't know what they're doing buy the wrong version. And then they got to call I you. Think it's and even you- more nuanced than that. I feel like they they don't want to give the people the option because, of course, talking mm-hmm. about it is going to drum up the hype. People who might not have switches but still have a Wii U might be seeing all of these people get excited about Pikmin Three and say, "Okay, well, I don't have a Switch," or maybe they don't want to or can't shell out sixty dollars for the deluxe yeah. version and say, "Okay, I still want to get on the hype. Let me get it for the Wii U." And now they can't. That, well, to me, that's just can, not right? consumer friendly. Pikmin Three is like four dollars on Amazon. Like they're giving yeah, the game can, away at a point. Like, I don't know, but it's still options. That's true. Know. No, I'm I with you. More options I don't like are always it. better. Like I said, I don't like it. Um, I think there's a way that you could remove it from your browser store, but still leave it up on the Wii U. Leave hardware. it on the sh- mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I was thinking. I don't like it. So, um, but it is what it is. I don't. You know, look, I'm not gonna act like I'm up in arms or triggered by Pikmin three anything. It's like it's Pikmin <laughs> three. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Jonathan asks, with Pikmin 3 on the way, is there any other Wii U games that you want to see arrive on Switch, or can we finally close the doors on ports from that generation already? I mean, I'm thinking. I, I'll I don't say know. The, I'll say the obvious ones just to get them out of the way. I mean, there's yeah. two fantastic Zelda ports over there that we oh, don't yeah, have. Oh, yeah, of course. So those are easy pickings. I would... It's hard because without the gamepad, like there, the game not having the gamepad rules out a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the gamepad was a part of it. It could be mixed to do without it. So I will go ahead and say I would like to see Fatal Frame, um, the Maiden of Blackwater, come to Switch only because um, Nintendo, it's basically a Nintendo franchise as I understand it. Like they published that game. They really, the only people that were interested in doing that. And Nintendo doesn't have like a horror genre game like that. Um, the only thing they have are really old Resident Evil releases. And then like the little indie releases that, that we have, you know, we do have mm-hmm. some indie horror stuff, so it's not completely, you know, apropos, but I, I liked Fatal Frame and the Fatal Frame on Wii U was good and you could play it with a pro controller. So I think they could port it if they wanted to with minimal investment. Um, so that's one that I would like to have. Although I say that knowing damn well, you wouldn't sell you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it'd sell 100,000 co- 100, copies if they did mm-hmm. it, so it probably will never come. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I would also like to see the two Zeldas. I would buy them again um, just oh, to yeah. have them as part of the collection. I don't think they will, in my opinion, um, but those are probably the only two that I actually really, really want to be ported um, besides Yoshi's Wooly World, which I know they won't port that either because Crafted World exists. NES mm-hmm. Remix. Eh, I wouldn't buy it. Oh, really? Game's fun. I mean, I've always wanted them to do an SNES remix. I don't know why they didn't go away, why they went away from it. It was really fun. I, I really enjoyed that game quite a bit. And then, like, yeah, like Nintendo Land, you can't do. Um, Nintendo Land would be I awesome. I would take a Nintendo Land too. I want a sequel for that game. Yeah. Um, without the gamepad, it'd be different, but I'd still be open to it. I wouldn't mind if they took some of that game, like that Donkey Kong game. That would be sweet. That'd be fun to play, but I don't think you could do it either. I mean, I guess, does the Switch, the Switch does not have a built in microphone. No. So you couldn't no, do it. it. Yeah, That's so true. you couldn't do it. Um, that is true. Man. So we're yeah. scraping. Yeah, we're scraping the barrel. And if you rule out third parties, and most of the indies have already made the jump, and a lot of the first parties have already made the jump, and I agree with you. I don't think they're going to put Zelda over. Um, 
I, I thought for a long time it was a given because I would buy it. And so would you and a lot of people would at mm-hmm. $60. Um, I want to say I think that they put that out there because Breath of the Wild was having development issues at the time. So they were like, quickly, we need to get something up. Oh, and they, definitely. They got, yeah. Definitely. They don't need Wind Waker now. So I don't know if they would release it as much as like, I want to say they'll probably hold it. They've been holding Pikmin 3 for years. So like they probably <laughs> have it if they need it. Favorite but I don't think they need ready to it. go. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> we, think they're going to We got the ROM file. We're ready to switch <laughs> over. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, guys, is, is Pikmin like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, like, I've never played a Pikmin game, and I, I don't know mm. what it's like. Pikmin I, 3 yeah. is definitely worth playing. It's a okay. very good game. I think this might be a Garrett game. I think you might enjoy okay. it more than most people, based off what you've kind of told me, some of the mm-hmm. stuff you've gotten into in the past. Um, I've never, like, I'm not over the moon about Pikmin. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a Paper Mario situation for me, like a Yoshi game. Like, I like it. I've played them all. Um, I think I beat the first one. I didn't beat Pikmin 3. It's mm-hmm. a gorgeous game. That was one of the okay. things I, I did. I did call out some of the popular Twitter folks. I saw somebody post side-by-side screenshots, and they were like, it's the same game. And I was like, because it was gorgeous to begin beautiful. with. It's already beautiful. What are you <laughs> looking is. for? Pikmin, Pikmin 3 is one of the ones that I got um, for free. They were giving out free copies of this um, if you pre-ordered Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, um, which I did, and I got it for free. And I, I like Pikmin. I really want... Um, like, I consider myself to really like Pikmin, but I've never beat a Pikmin game. I tried to play this one. I talked a little bit about this before where yeah. it just stresses me out. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about this game, but the, I think it's either the time limit or the fact that just, like, the Pikmin are so pitiful when they die. Like, a little ghost <laughs> flies up and they, yeah. they cry. And it just <sighs> gave me too much anxiety to enjoy it. I think if they made it more relaxed and not so, you well, know, they did. Put, distress the pikmin will still die and it's like all my fault so i really want to like pikmin i really want to enjoy it i want to support this game because i like pikmin as a franchise i could just see rebecca right now just like throwing the pikmin like no don't die (laughs) but Uh, bingo battle i will play bingo battle yeah garrett um (laughs) you 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 have to you collect pikmin in the environment and they help you accomplish puzzles and then you beat the boss and that's All kind right. of it. So there's a lot of strategy involved in terms of how you choose mm-hmm. to use and allocate your Pikmin. I think that's where you might enjoy it quite a bit. And the boss battles are good. Like I said mm-hmm. it's a very beautiful game. And it's it very is. charming and cute. Um, so in that regard, it's a really good port. And I think it's a new, I think it's great that people have it. I'm not going to rebuy it. I have it on Wii mm-hmm. U. I'm not going to play it. And one of the things that I do think is a little um, just misfortunate because of the Switch just not being the Wii U. On Wii U, they updated the control scheme. And um, they added a stylus control scheme. And I do I, remember the controls were nice. I think it was the best way to play Pikmin. And mm-hmm. I, I'm playing. I'm telling you, I've played Pikmin on standard stick controls. I've played it with a Wii pointer, and I've played it on stylus, and I had a way more fun. Um, I remember that update. If I want to say off the top of my head, because I did not look it up, and I should have. That update came out a little bit after launch. It took a while. It wasn't okay. like super fast. Like they came out. With like a whole new update that made the game load faster and everything, and they're like, and you can control. It's like, where was this? You know, four months ago, guys, when you <laughs> launched the game. Um, but essentially, Garrett, you had your gamepad and you had your stylus, and you would look mm-hmm. at the TV to see what you were doing. But on the gamepad, you could like just scribble like a circle, and mm-hmm. it would call all your Pikmin to you. And if you wanted to throw them, you could just like tap, and oh, it would throw okay. it for you. And you were not looking at the gamepad screen; it was all feel. 
Like once you got used to it, like you would move the stick with one hand and then tap with the other. But once you got used to it, it totally made sense. It was very 3DS uh, probably inspired because the 3DS, you play a lot of games just like that. Like um, um, the uh, Kid Icarus game plays very similar to that. And uh, it's it was it was I at least thought it was a great way to play. And I think it's one of the things that this port just didn't do it for me because I think I I think I've even said it on the show. I think maybe in our Wii U cast, if anybody wanted to fact check me, I think I was like, I don't know if I'd ever want to not play Pikmin that way. Or at the very least, a pointer. Because like on Wii, it made a lot of sense. You point at the screen with the Wiimote, right? And you could do your gestures. Um, I said in the Discord, and I do believe it. In a lot of ways, Pikmin 3 did all of the motion like gimmick controls that Wonderful 101 just n- missed on. Like they tried to do it, and they didn't do it, but Pikmin 3 totally did it. Gotcha. Um, because I took it, when I went to Pikmin 3, I took to it like a duck in water. Just, it was second nature. Like, I just like, oh, yeah, this is much easier. I'm going to play the game this way now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was different. And they were trying to do a lot of that. You know, I think the, if you guys remember, I don't say, you all had Wii U's? I can't remember no. anymore. Okay. So, I, yeah. I still have my Wii U, yes. So there was that period where they launched the Wii U with like an awesome Mario game. And then they had this terrible drought, um, like at launch. And then that second year they came back and it was like a double down effort on proving to you why the gamepad was important. Right. And they started doing a lot of things that were implementing little screen gimmicks like that. Uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse was doing that. They had like the amiibo tap. They were trying to get you, you know, because apparently Nintendo Land didn't sell it to people. So they were trying to sell it to people. And I thought they nailed it. Um, but that aside, I'm not like, excited for this news. Um, I think, I think it's nice that they're adding a decent yeah. amount of content. It seems like they're adding a good amount of DLC um, and a couple other modes to it. Um, which I think is nice because if they're going to keep it at $60, I would expect that new stuff instead of for Tropical Freeze where they're increasing the price and adding a Funky Kong mode. That's a hard sell. Still remember, to the majority of their customers, it's a brand new game. Yep. A majority. And and you know what? I have a (laughs) problem. I'm just saying it's nice. (laughs) I have a problem with the stylus controls. You know why? I'm left-handed. Oh. Mm. I don't want to move on my right my right ah, thumb gotcha. and, and circle and spin with my left. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So I this is gonna be the, the type of mode that I'm gonna have well, to Well, you're to. not gonna do it because like on the switch they don't have the second screen. So everything's just gonna exactly. be Yeah, just be sticks. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll um be yeah. I just felt uh I don't know, intuitive. It was intuitive motion controls and I, I like intuitive motion mm-hmm. controls. So I really liked it. But it, it won't be here. Um is it Kieran? I think so. Kieran asks, do you think they'll port the other Pikmin games? So this is interesting um, because they did port the other Pikmin games to the Wii U via like mm-hmm. Wii release eShops. I think they even updated them to patch them with that control scheme I was talking about. Really? So like, they patched the old ones. Um, I don't think so. Maybe like if they add Wii Virtual Console to Nintendo Switch Online at some point, mm-hmm. maybe, but probably not. I yeah. think if they were planning on doing it, they would have just released it all together. Um, As a collection. In one package, yeah. Yeah, and and they didn't. And I feel like Pikmin isn't the kind of game where you need to have played the first two to understand the it's third one not. and so yeah. on. So yeah, they not. probably don't see very you know very much point. Let's put the best one on and call it a day. Okay, cool, cool. So I'm happy for anybody that's buying it. I'm happy for Kevin. I'm happy that he's finally excited. It's nice that, you know, there's four games in that exist in the universe that can get him excited. And this is one of them. So I'm go. happy for him, but um, I'll be passing on it. What about you guys? Are you guys going to buy it? I'm interested. It very much depends on Bravely Default 2 and when that releases. October is a weird time for this game, too. It, it is. 
Remember so. I told you guys I was expecting this game out like by mid-September. A little bit earlier, yeah. Like they're kind and of was like, like all what? the way end of October. I'm like, okay. Mm. Yeah, like they're starting to Good enter luck. close to the fall, and it's like, okay, guys. Where's the Mario game? <laughs> you gotta say something. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so, but Halloween just seems way off. <laughs> when they were yeah. like October 30th, I was like, what? It'll be Why? here before you know it. Oh, it will be. Oh, trust me, I know. I <laughs> you know. have just dropped so much money on Halloween decorations. You guys oh, have no idea. I love oh, it. I love We're it. not even gonna have trick or treaters. I'm yeah, still. No I'm still doing it. I'm still gonna. <laughs> still gonna decorate. Um. Now, I can get excited. Um. No more heroes has been rated in Taiwan, and the Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee has rated a Nintendo Switch version for No More Heroes. Obviously, this is the original game and then released on the Wii in 2007, 13 years ago. This is not No More Heroes 3. So um, I did chime in. This came out in the middle of the night. It was like right at midnight that this story mm-hmm. popped and I chimed in with my immediate thoughts. Immediate thought one, No More Heroes 3 is totally being delayed. <laughs> Wait, it's totally oh, going to be no. delayed into 2021. Um, immediate thought two. Uh, last time I spoke to Suda51 here at MomoCon and I got a chance to interview him, he said that he would love to port the original No More Heroes games 1 and 2 to PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. And I hope that this is evidence of that. We have not seen anything on No More Heroes 2 yet. So this sounds like it's a standalone release. I hope it's touched up. That's the part that I'm starting to get, like, I don't know, like, that's the part that I'd be concerned with because they re-released Killer7. And it did look better on PC, but they didn't touch the controls at all. And I'm telling you, like, to go back into 2004 and play Killer7, it's it's kind of rough. <laughs> You're like, what am I doing anymore? <laughs> um, games have come a long way in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I am very excited about this. Um, I love the No More Heroes series. It is a big favorite of mine. I know it's not super popular, but I really like it. I really like the character. And I would love nothing more than to revisit them in up, you know, HD up with modern controls. I'm not asking for a full remaster, like a full remake, um, but just touch up the resolution, make it sharper, redo the motion controls to make it applicable to be playing on the go and let me replay those stories. And I say that as somebody who has played No More Heroes 2 in the last month. Like I've been kind of making my way through No More Heroes 2 leading up to anticipating the release of three being announced. Um, so I would love nothing more to replay these on the switch. Cool. Cool. Sorry. I, I got nothing, man. <laughs> I got nothing either. Cool. I never played good, them. Good and good like, uh, yeah, sorry. It's, it's, uh, it's, I get it. And um, I wouldn't fault anybody for that. It's, it's a hard sell to a lot of people. Um, Travis is very much like a nineties character, um, mm-hmm. it's misogynistic and it's like crude and it's crass and it's punk. And that's kind of what Suda is. And it's, it's, there's not a lot of those games left. It's very kind of grindhouse in a way, but it's also, it can also be like very touching. It'd be very funny. Um, a lot of bad people meet the end of their ways in glorious, bloody streams of death. <laughs> not for me. Style. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of that. A lot of heads being yeah. chopped off, and you suplex people, and it's it's just and it's wacky. The thing mm-hmm. I've always loved about the No More Heroes series, it's just incredibly odd and weird. You have mini games and mini side missions where you work at a fast food restaurant or you play with your cat while you go off and kill people. <laughs> it makes no sense. You're like, what is happening? Um, yeah. So anyway, if you guys can't tell, 
I'm very, very excited. It looks like the No More Heroes, the original game, is coming to Switch. And if you can take Suda's word for it, that probably means the second one should follow soon after. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like I said, I, I really take this news to mean that 3 is probably delayed. What do you think the price would be for, for No More Heroes 1? $25. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's a price that I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll try it out. So here's the thing. Every time I think of what a price should be, I always like add double. like 20% to that. So it probably okay. is going to be $29.99. <laughs> like everybody's <laughs> like, Donnie, how much is the Xbox going to be worth? Or I'm like, it's probably like 500 So maybe add 50 to it. <laughs> um, cool. The only reason I say that is it's a port. It's a port of an old game. It doesn't have the second game, right? If it was a collection and it was really up and everything, I could yeah. understand charging 60 yeah. Um, But I think what, what would hurt it if they charged 60 for just this, I think it would hurt it because they didn't charge that much for Travis Strikes Again. And okay. they're completely different games, I know, but one of them was a brand new game and one of them was a port. And I think that's just weird, you know... It's a weird stance. It's, it's like a weird. What's what am those word I'm looking for? It just looks weird. Like to to public perception, the optics are gonna look weird. It's like wait a minute, your brand the new logistics, game, right? Your brand new game is you know it was I think the brand new one was twenty four digitally and it was like thirty nine ninety nine physical. I think. Okay. Um. Yeah, and it's like that would make no sense if No More Heroes thirteen year old game came out. And that's the other thing. They've done touch-ups on No More Heroes. Like, they released it on PlayStation 3. It was touched up. It's not, like, incredibly touched up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't expect them to, like, blow me away with what this looks like. Like, visually, I I don't think they've ever proven, you know, like, they're just going to, like, crank it up a bit. Maybe they do, though. Maybe it looks amazing. Like, No More Heroes 3 and everything they're showing in cutscenes and everything, the style looks gorgeous. I can't wait to play it. Um, but in other remasters that I've seen them do, like the Silver Case, like Killer 7, like they look good, but they're not like remakes, not like Wind Waker HD remake. Like Wind Waker HD was a looker. Like when they showed you that in the bloom lighting for the first time, I was like, oh my God, look at this remake. It looks like a brand new game. I don't expect this will look like that at all. Like <laughs> this is not going to look like that. At all. It's going to look like the PlayStation 3 version of the game. I bet it's probably, yeah. you know, pretty much a port from there. I would imagine maybe a little bit. But I can't imagine they're actually doing a whole lot of work to it. Okay. But Sounds good. Maybe they'll change my mind. I'll check a look. Check a look. Ooh, I yeah. Like that. <laughs> Nintendo I like reports first quarter 2020 earnings and their big net profits up over 500%. Nintendo Switch Whoa. console has sold 5.6 million units during the quarter. Slightly more consoles versus lights. It, it was like, I think it was like 5248, but it's interesting how. They're really kind of keeping pace with each other. It's roughly 50-50, and people are split on handheld mm-hmm. versus the console model. And I That's wonder right. if that is a factor of availability. Remember, they, they can't keep these things in stock. They are constantly going out of stock. So maybe people have just reached the point they're like, give me a Switch, yeah. any Switch. I don't care. Like, if you have one, I want to play Animal Crossing on it. Could be. Um, that puts today's total Nintendo Switch hardware sales now at 61.44 million units and poised to take over the sales of the Nintendo 3DS by next year. And it's likely probably already overtaken NES. They're f- about 500 officially, 500,000 official short of that number. But mm-hmm. this is last quarter. We're already into this quarter based on the sales projections, probably already outpaced the NES. And, I would think uh, so. Okay, guys, Nintendo 2DS, it's $100. 
renewed on Amazon. Go get it. It has a lot of great games. <laughs> He's like, all right, 3DS people, let's get it together. Oh, come keep on, that let's number band up. together. Let's pull it. The charts that they listed in their financial report, I'm not sure if you guys looked at them or not, but to <laughs> see the pace that Switch is outselling 3DS is bonkers because 3DS insane. was a success. It yeah. wasn't the DS, but I don't think many people expected it to be the DS with the climate that the 3DS launched in. Mm-hmm. And um, considering the amount of models and the cheap prices they had them at and all of the availability options 3DS to see Switch steadily Just, outpacing it. Whoa. I mean, it's it's Just way up on it. Yeah, it's like lapping it at almost at this mm-hmm. point. Um, it's really impressive. They did release a state on uh, the coronavirus. Quote, COVID-19 has created some difficulties in procuring the parts required for the manufacture of Nintendo Switch consoles, but that situation is almost recovered. Mm -hmm. And they did announce that they are expecting to be back to normal, at least on the hardware front, um, shortly. Unless, they did say, unless there are more complications that arise. If we have, uh, you know, a secondary outbreak with all the, you know, folks going back to school and stuff, if things like that start happening and it starts getting Mm -hmm. worse, it could be worse. Animal Crossing New Horizons has sold more than 10 million units in the quarter. Oh, my gosh. In the quarter. (laughs) That's a scary number. That brings Animal Crossing to the second most sold game outright. 22 million, by the way. 22 million copies, 4 million behind Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and that is putting it above Smash, Breath of the Wild, and Pokemon. I can't believe it. I, can't I was believe having it. some big Twitter fights with people about this today. What's, oh, really? the, fight about? What's the fight about? How it's the only reason why is because of COVID and otherwise. No, 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 it no. It's it not the only reason, but it's an attributing I factor. It, I think it's definitely a contributing factor, yeah. but mm-hmm. I think it's unfair to say that it wouldn't have done well otherwise and that, you no. know, we can't yeah. call it a big, you know, one of their top franchises because of it. Listen here, folks that are arguing with Rebecca on Twitter. I had to eat crow on this. <laughs> and so do you. Like you gotta eat crow. You're gonna lose, man. You're gonna lose. <laughs> this this game could bypass and be the highest selling game on Switch. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it many more copies of Mario Kart Eight they can now. sell. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest, yeah. Um, I think COVID like it, it increased the rate at which the sales are going up, maybe. But man, it it that game has legs, and it's not legs to just the gamers. Just remember that it's not just the gamers. It's everyone. It's every normal person out there. It's my girlfriend that put 700 hours yep. into Animal Crossing. She has never played a video game in her life. Yep. This is like her her game. So There are people buying consoles just to play the game. It's it kind of her friends are doing how, that. Um, yeah, how Victoria's friends are too. That's how sold. That's how in demand this game is. It's not a $60 game. It's a $260 game because people are buying consoles just to play the game. They have no idea or inkling to buy, to buy any other games. They're like, ah, that's okay. Yep. I just want to play this one game. And people are trying to argue with me and say, well, that's because it, it reaches such a wide audience. Of course, like that's going to be the case. That's Duh. the point. That's, that's the, the whole point I'm trying to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm correct. Thank you. Like, <laughs> thank you for making my point. Yeah. It's the we we sports and all. Well, yeah, there's a reason like, you make those games. It's not in the big leagues with Zelda and Mario and oh, you know, the rest of the whatnot. Of course, it is now. Like it you can't. Is. And I went back and looked at the numbers. That webpage had all of the um, sales numbers for the other mm-hmm. uh, consoles. Animal Crossing Wild World and New Leaf both sold both both sold 10 million units as well. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like two 10 millions plus a 20 million. Come on. Well, and I did say um, leading up to it, like the whole as the rise of social media has come on and the sharing and the streaming, that was my big thing that I kept saying about Animal Crossing leading into it. I was like, this could set this Animal Crossing apart from the others because we just have so many more tools to share and stuff than we used to. Like on mm-hmm. 3DS, people are taking pictures of their screens and like sharing little like QR codes. Now you can actually sit down and watch somebody as they build their town and mm-hmm. talk to them and stuff. Like it's so much more social. And I think Absolutely. I think that's a contributing factor in a big way because we're seeing people share their stuff visit each other's islands get each other's stuff you know like it's that it's that social aspect of this game has that a lot of other games don't that that give it an extra boost as well um but it's absolutely a behemoth it's a juggernaut it has no signs of slowing down anytime soon mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask you a question i've already asked you rebecca will nintendo take the success and double down and put make sure that the player base is being served. Like if you're selling this many copies, like I think that puts the responsibility on Nintendo to make sure that you supply them with content, like have expansions to the game and not five years later, <laughs> you know, like they did <laughs> with, with, with pocket camp, like, uh, you know, have, have stuff there for them. Yes. Um, so I'm looking at the, the chart right now. One, two, three, four, the top, um, five games, the, the top five selling uh, Switch games right now, three of them have paid DLC, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Breath of the Wild, and Smash. The only other one that doesn't is Mario Kart, and that's and because it came with a DLC. Yeah. So I feel like at this point, it's pretty inevitable that it's, you know, it, it will eventually have paid DLC as well. Yeah, um, I do smart. believe that the um, that they already have a year's worth of free content planned for it. I think that they already know what they're going to add for the fall, for the winter, for next year and, you know, in spring. I think they they release this game knowing what that full year of updates would be. I think we'll probably see additional updates in the form of paid DLC after that. Yeah, after and I'm looking for big expansions, like big mm-hmm. stuff, not not little events and fireworks. That and is the kind of stuff I think they're working on right now. That would be smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett and Xenoblade Definitive Edition reached 1.3 million units in its first 31 days. That's pretty good. I say it all the time. Lie. Anytime any game goes over a million, like that's a success story. It's already the second best selling Xenoblade game now. I did see a tweet that I retweeted. Apparently, yeah. um, Animal Crossing sold more units this quarter than the mm-hmm. entire franchise of Metroid has ever sold. That's so sad. <laughs> this one quarter, four months, this four oh. months of Animal Crossing has moved more units than any Metroid game combined. That actually it, does make me a little And then Nintendo's like, like, yeah, we can delay Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, they're like, okay. why, why did we tell them we were making this game again? <laughs> yeah. If we don't talk about it anymore, maybe it'll just go away. No. Remember what we did to Pikmin? Make Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Remember? We told him Pikmin 4 was coming. It's done. It's it's okay. It's okay. No, guys. (laughs) Um, Yarden Angel asks, the Switch just passed 60 million units sold. Will it pass the Wii? 101 million Mm. units. Does Switch have another 40 million in it? I don't know. That's a hard one. That is hard. I don't know if it could. Okay. I have an answer for this. And the answer is a little twofold. As it currently stands, I would say no. I would bet against mm-hmm. no. You're talking about three years of probably the the most concentrated Nintendo first party output that I think they are con- like they can conceivably put on a system, and that got them to sixty. I don't think they have another three years of that in them. 
Um, mm -hmm. I think we're seeing that already is evident by this year. Um, but if they decide to bridge generations and come out with a Switch Pro that extends the life of the Switch beyond, you know, another two or three years, let's say they get another five or six years out of the same family, then I think it's possible. It's going to be there. It, it, it could I, be within I don't the realm. Think it, it would be close. I still don't think it. I, I don't know. I guess it would depend on how how much of a push that would be. Um, I, I think you think about it this way. A lot of Nintendo Switch owners would buy multiple consoles. I think that's a part of it. I own I own three yeah. of them myself. Um, also, if they came out with a pro model, like this is very much like you guys get what I'm saying. Like you have the 3DS and then you have mm -hmm. the new 3DS and then you have mm -hmm. the 3DS XL. Very different things of hardware, but all extended the life of the 3DS as in terms of total sales. If mm -hmm. they come out with a Switch Pro and Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime 4 and another Mario Kart, can they get to 100 million if they extend out a little bit? I think so. Mm. I think if they, they would have to make those games exclusive to that in order to push enough, in my opinion. I don't think so. I I don't think so either. No. Nope. I think they yeah. could have Breath of the Wild 2 run like Breath of the Wild 1 runs on the OG hardware mm -hmm. and have a boosted mode where it runs overclocked on the you new hardware. You think 20 million people would upgrade? Yeah. Really? I think for Zelda, I think, if, if I think in the grabbers, Zelda yes. world, I think anything Zelda, you can at least get 10, which makes me think that of all the other ones, I think you can probably scrounge up another 10. Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, the question will that always be cost. happen with, with the new 3DS. New 3DS, it, it barely did anything. It didn't improve the it graphics the at little, all. It added but the little C stick. That's it, the point. It didn't. It wasn't really a difference in the game, right? There's yeah, no. There's not no like a giant difference like that between know? the games that you play on the new 3DS versus the old 3DS, and then the yeah. ones that you would are just exclusive. Imagine Maybe. if Breath of the Wild was 1080p 30. You're, but you're running on the assumption that Nintendo fans care about that that much. There's some do. Not all of them. 20 million. I'm, I I think, well, here's the thing. I think releasing more hardware of that ilk will attract new customers. I think new customers yeah. will buy. I yes. think some old customers will rebuy. And I think mm -hmm. if you do if you do provide a performance upgrade, there will be people out there like me that will rebuy them. I only need to point you to the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Because I think those that audience cares more about that um, performance and graphics push than we do. I agree. I'm not talking about the global Nintendo base. I'm talking about Nintendo diehard fans that always They're want the to first buy. Year. They just that. sold an NES made out of Legos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm just telling <laughs> you that if they release a new system, Nintendo fans will buy it. Like I'm, they're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to buy another console. I don't know if 20, to, to 20 this. might be tough, but that's the thing. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm kind of lopping it all together. If you take the people that are going to buy another one, buy duplicates, buy for a performance upgrade, or new people that'll buy one for their own, I think it's possible they could get there. I don't think that number's out of reach. I don't okay. think that number's out of reach yeah. at all. If they can go fifteen a year, if they can go fifteen a year, that's three to four years, right? And if they can get a Switch Pro to extend that three to four years to five or six, then I think it's totally in reach. The question is, do they switch Pro or do they switch two? That's the real question to answer this. Yeah, right. that's true. Because yes. they could just hold off in a while and then launch Breath of the Wild with Switch 2, and now you've got to buy it. They can Knowing totally Nintendo, though, they love to milk their consoles like to the end. Oh, yeah. So Switch Pro, is it, 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 it seems reasonable. 
But I, I get you, Rebecca, that the, the audience like, oh, we're not going to jump for the graphics. But if you look at the comparison videos on Nintendo's, I don't know, YouTube, and it's like, hmm, maybe. I think I look at it differently from just a graphic standpoint. I'm thinking more yeah. of the lines of the people that bought a Metroid 3DS and a Zelda 3DS and a Pokemon 3DS. and a- That's <laughs> the thing, but that's a different argument. That, that's I a mean, different audience. That's No, I think that's a different argument, like putting out special editions of those, like people who yeah. want to collect them. Like if they put out a special edition Breath of the Wild Switch, okay, mm-hmm. that might sell people more yeah. than the fact that it's fancy and like is a little bit prettier, in my opinion. Okay. We'll right. see. I'll buy one. And that's all that me matters too. to me. <laughs> me too. For me, <laughs> I will take a Switch Pro in a heartbeat. You got two people, Nintendo. That's all it. Right. That's two. Get nineteen million nine hundred thousand. I think it's at, <laughs> at least ten. I would say I think there's at least ten. Uh, Universal Orlando's Nintendo expansion has been delayed indefinitely. Not that it was opening anytime soon to begin with, as the Super Mario Park was scheduled to be open in 2023. Um, they also delayed the one in Japan. Uh, oh, wow. I believe it's not opening till later uh, this upcoming year. Um, from it was supposed to open this year, like this fall, and uh, yeah, it's just been delayed. So, womp womp. Womp. I saw that the Nintendo New York store is reopening, and yeah. you can go, but you have to like schedule an appointment. Reservations. reservations. Yes. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and I think they're only allowing like two people in the store at a time, or something like that. Hmm. I mean, it's kind of smart. Be yeah. as safe as you can. Definitely. Oh, for sure. For sure. I was. Don't they have a they have an online storefront now, don't they? Didn't New York? They do, open? but I don't think they sell everything that they sell ah, in store. See, that would have right. been the opportunity to like, okay, well, go go virtual, put your stuff up. Have you yeah. guys been to the Nintendo store? I have. No, I it's have so been good. Saying, it's I've amazing. been saying for years that I would take a trip up to go because I'm pretty like I'm just a You're so close. I'm close. Yeah, you're so, so close. And I haven't ever. And it's then expensive. like I was going to like every single year I say I'm going to and then I didn't. And then like I was actually going to this year. And then and then this and happened. happened. <laughs> Speaking of this happening, like we all are wearing our PSVG house party shirts. Speaking of how of uh, COVID and stuff happens, mm-hmm. uh, patrons, if you haven't got yours, keep your eye on the mail. Now, let's time to get into our chat questions direct from you. Take it away, Rebecca. Yes. Zach wants to know who's getting the book. About Iwata when it comes out. Pre-ordered. Pre-ordered. I didn't pre-order it yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually on discount, too. I want it. I want it, though. I'm going to pre-order it. By the time we get it, it's going to be like $14. (laughs) Yeah. I don't care. (laughs) It's all good. Yeah. I think that'll be be good. Um, I'm really interested in a lot of the stuff that's in that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just... um, I know his passing just happened, and I've told the story about... um, what we used to do on, on the anniversaries of his passing. And, and it's so weird. The fact that he was a CEO of a company, you know, it's not like, you know, um, necessarily, I mean, I know that he was, but he's not necessarily like, you know, the, the face like in commercials and stuff like a Mario or something like that. But in a lot of ways to a lot of consumers he did, especially through the rise of the directs. Um, mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, I just wanted to say the more and more I learn about the man, the more, I'm impressed with them. It goes beyond like a, a love that I have for Nintendo and Nintendo products. It goes beyond a love for how he kind of steered Nintendo, I think, into the direction yeah. that we all love. And I give him mad credit for that. But like from the Iwata um, asks like stuff and how he used to be in the directs and just the stories that came out after he passed away and all the testimonials of how he was to work with and the things that he used to do. 
all of that just make me just like, I can't wait to read this book because um, he was mm-hmm. truly a special person. I think way above and beyond our fandom for Nintendo and way above and beyond, you know, like anything like that. He, he truly like if he had worked at anywhere, <laughs> if he had worked at Intel or something like that, I think he would have risen through the ranks because, uh, yeah, like he was really smart. And probably just tried way harder at, at, at life than I it ever wanted to. Um, yeah. You know, like it's very, very impressive. Have you guys so, read the the Console Wars book? Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I I heard of Satoru Iwata and 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 the stuff he did in that book. I was like, dang. There's so many. Did it. you ever watch his um his keynote when like when he first came on his keynote? No, I didn't. Like the, I didn't read much more into him. Oh man, his keynote is is top level stuff and like when he like intro- basically like came on kind of introduced himself as a face and he talks about you know he he's not a he wasn't a corporate suit he was a, a game yeah. developer he's a maker you know like he brought that vision with him to to the forefront of the company and i think the company benefited greatly from that and mm-hmm. you see the risks and the things that they took i think only a developer would take those sort of risks i don't think a businessman would because they were different and they were extreme Definitely. and they were risky and sometimes the risk paid off. Yes, we. Sometimes the risk didn't pay off. We you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he took risks because he believed in the games that they were making, not the systems that they were making, not as Rebecca would put it, the the stuff that's in the system that they were making. They never got caught up into that stuff, and a lot of that is attributed to Awada. Mm-hmm. Jabo Thunder wants to know thoughts on if Nintendo will ever get achievements. I hope not. Really? I know he likes them. I, I don't I don't do achievements. I, I turn them off on PlayStation. Mm. I, I don't see them. Um I don't really care about them. I never have. That, really? Yeah. That, neither of you guys like achievements. Okay, I guess I'm the only one that likes <laughs> achievements. I I think it would be cool, but I don't think Nintendo will ever do that. Just because that's not the forefront of their mind. Like all the time. I mean, they put them in game. There are games that, that have them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so care about that. that's the thing. That. My question with the argument then is I always want to, I always come back to this. I've had this, we've had this question and I've, I've, I've debated this with some of our achievement hunters on team. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what greater good it serves. Okay. I can understand that. I think, you know, coming from, actually I started my love for achievements with PlayStation with the trophies. Yeah. I think it's a matter of, I love the game so much. Mm-hmm. That I'm willing to do the extra stuff that's behind these achievements to get there, and I think I like showing that off too. I think that's like, the only part of it is the people like showing it off. <laughs> yeah, to brag how much they've and done. I don't necessarily this. think that's. I, it's not. It's not. I'm not trying to. I'm not saying that you do it in a in a malicious intent. I'm just saying that that's a byproduct of that logic. And I just Mm -hmm. don't think it's very Nintendo. I don't see, like, that's what I mean by the greater good. Yeah. What's the greater good? What's the net positive on that? I don't think there is one. Yeah. And I think it's a nice, neat little mini game besides the game that you already beat and what you love as well. I think it's not a matter of showing off. I think it's like, wow, I got there and only 2% or 1% of the other players got there too. That's kind of cool. That part is cool to see. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and like I let me tell you, I'm not proud of Assassin's Creed Unity Platinum, okay? But I did it just because I don't know. Why? <laughs> I like See, getting I, I get the like greater good. Why, Why would you do that? Like, are you did you have fun doing it or did you feel like you had to do it to like check the little I bubble? beat the game and then I was like eighty percent of the way through the trophies. I'm like, you know what? I'm going all the way with this. Okay. And I think and and you know, there's a matter of opinion with achievements game to game specific and that's a whole other issue and conversation 
But thoughts on if Nintendo will ever get them? I doubt it. I would rather get customization on my UI oh, first and foremost yeah. than <laughs> achievements. Okay, achievements is like like kind of the bottom. I mean, chat me. is definitely not agreeing with me. I see Sean. Um, obviously, yeah. I expect Sean to say the things that he's saying. Um, I, I don't think. Nintendo should be doing the things that are necessarily standard on every other platform, Sean, for all the same reasons I just listed why Iwata didn't them. So <laughs> in a lot of ways, I think that they differentiate themselves and that's the thing that makes them special. Um, also, just because it's, you know, a standard, what is a standard? The fact that it was on last gen and this gen, that's not necessarily a standard in video game. It's a standard on four consoles. PlayStation yeah. 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Xbox <laughs> Series X. Like, that's not a standard. A standard would be something like, you know, a D-pad. That's a standard. Um, ultimately, look, I'm not saying that people that like achievements are bad. So that's one of those things where sometimes yeah. you have arguments to to oppose seems to be against. I'm not against it. If they did it, I'd be... If they did it today, I would be the exact same way I am on, on Xbox and PlayStation. I would just turn them off and keep playing the game. I don't like it because I don't like feeling like I'm being... Um, it's like a, it's like a it's a meta game, really, is what it is. Like you're being, it is. you know, you get that jingle, and like they're just trying to like keep you on the hook. I don't like any of that stuff. I want to play my game like completely uninterrupted. I don't have uh, notifications on. <laughs> I don't like the little message, like your friends online or anything like that. You know, I don't like any of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I turn it all off. And I have achievements. I don't know how many. I have trophies. I don't know how many. I mm-hmm. don't care. There are things that happen in the background as I play the game. Um, I've never gone out of the way and sat down and go, um, you know, I'm going to play this game and get all of the achievements because it's this, that part of it's never mattered to me. The part of the matters to me is, do I beat the game? Am I enjoying the game? Am I having mm-hmm. fun with the game? And sometimes I think achievements might come in the way of that. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you. Okay. There, what I, if there are lots got- of people that play games just to get achievements, games they wouldn't play, games that are not even good. I think that's a relic of the past. I think that's a little too much now. I I, I think that that was a little bit of a meta game. Maybe There's a lot 10 of years Vita ago. players that that have games that are built specifically specifically for trophies. There are Vita games that are built to give you a platinum trophy in four no, minutes. Yeah, there's three sixty and PS4 games. My favorite was when Toby Fox added the achievements to Undertale for the PS4 and he didn't want to do it, but you have to for PS4. So he just added achievements as like, reach the first area of the game, reach the second area of the game, reach the third, all the way down to beat the final boss. And those were the achievements because he didn't want to add them. So I got two things here from Sean. He says, I would really like to have an achievement for beating Xenoblade. Sean, your achievement for beating Xenoblade is the fact that you beat Xenoblade. And then screen. And then the next thing is he said, there are massive communities for trophy hunting. And I know there are. There are entire websites dedicated to it. Um, on eBay, you can pay people to earn trophies for you. What? Yeah. Yep. That's yes, been that's a thing. That's been a thing for a decade. Yeah. Really? Yeah. For a while now. Yeah. yeah. But play the game. Again, my <laughs> exactly. point that I always bring up in this argument is what's the greater good? Is there a greater good to having them? I don't think so. Oh my. Have, you, have you ever thought of a game, though, Donnie, when you finish it and, and you think you're done with it? It's like, man. I want to try a little bit something extra. Yeah, no, I have. The, def- the def- one game that I did it with was um, was The Last of Us. I never platinum The Last of Us, but I did want to mm-hmm. find all the collectibles. Okay. Now, I didn't do it for the achievement. I did it for the wanting to find all the collectibles. But so wait. I used a guide to get all the collectibles. It just happened that it happened to be an achievement. Okay. I feel like you can still do that with the things that are built into the game, though. Like for Breath of the Wild, there's side quests and stuff, and it checks them off yeah. as you go. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of achievements. If and you, you want achievements in Twilight Princess. If you want to do everything that there is to do in a game, just do that. Why do yep. you need a separate app to tell you that you've done it? 
Well, it's not necessarily like I need a separate app to do it, but it's standardized, right? Like, uh, and I, I'm, I'm you saying like, it like compiled and attached to your it, profile. I know my, my dream, really, my dream is to have achievements all across all my systems and platforms unified, like it, all unified, <laughs> right? And like, I would love to build a website to do that. And like, I don't know, it may not include Nintendo games, and that is fine. But like, I think that would. You Sean does bring up, yeah, they had that. stamps. That's what I was trying to talk about with Twilight stamps. Princess. They earned stamps you could earn and then use Amiiverse. I thought that was awesome. That was good. I like that. Okay. Kind of stuff. I would like something like for first party Nintendo games, if you beat the game, that you unlock maybe a theme for your Switch or something yep. like that. I'd be okay mm-hmm. with that too. That's 100%. Kind of I would be good with. I just, and and I they guess, do that in Sony as well. I, I guess maybe I'm a little jaded because I've heard from a long time. Um, I listen to lots of podcasts. Right. Um, I've heard a long time people that are reviewers and stuff that they have fake and demo accounts or team accounts because people will like look up their profiles and be like, how dared you, you, you know, you gave this game a six, but you didn't get the gold trophy on hard (laughs) and stuff like that. And it's like, that's, there's nothing good coming out of it. Like a lot of it. And it's not that there's nothing good. I understand the self satisfaction that you have as a player. I'm just arguing for the negativity that goes on like beyond it just for the actual occurrence of having it is also bad. <laughs> well, I think the positivity outweighs the negativity in these achievements. Again, okay. I'm not I'm not saying like I need achievements right now. I'm just saying it would be cool. Hey, and at the end of the day, my stance has never changed. If they did it, I fine. I turn it off and keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, I don't I mean I'm not against it. Like Yeah, I'm not against it either. I'm always for options. If people like it, sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, in Smash, they make you earn all the characters. I mean, and then, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that really, that's part of the game. That's part of the Did you unlock all the characters, Donnie? I did, yeah. (laughs) Okay, good. And I hated that I had to do it. If you don't remember, like, yeah, I hated that I I had to do it. I thought it was awful. Me and Jack sat down, I was furious, but yeah, no. Yeah, we did. We have them all. Cool. And when I lost my save, thank heavens I could back that game in the cloud because we booted up... We booted up Smash, and all of them were grayed out. And I was like, "Nope, not doing that again." <laughs> <laughs> I but, remember that. But we could pull yeah. it from the cloud, so we were back up and running in a few short minutes. But yeah, I mean, yeah, That's it's good. an either-or situation. I don't really care. Um, but I think there's a case being made not to. Um, mm-hmm. So I like to try and make it. Mm-hmm. I okay. definitely understand that most people really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Kyle wants to know, you have every Pokemon game in existence, including spinoffs to select from. Pick one to play for the rest of your life. Can't play the rest. That's tough. Goodness. That's a tough question. I have to think about this. Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> all the spinoffs, too. And Wait, wait. What do you mean, like, spinoffs? It's hard. Anything with Pokemon in the title. Oh, crap. Okay. Pokemon Gold? Heart Gold, then. It's got to be. I would say either that. Yeah, pro- probably either that. I don't know. I also kind of like the newer ones because they have like the mm-hmm. online and the and more Pokemon. I put more hours into X than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I could play any Pokemon game. It would be better Heart Gold. I would do Alpha Ruby. <gasps> or, or Omega Sapphire, because because I love third gen so much. That's my favorite. Omega Ruby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Emerald was my favorite Pokemon game, but like the remakes are pretty solid. And and yeah, I do like those as well. And those mm-hmm. they added the um the, all the new Pokemon that were in Generation yep. Six. So yeah, maybe I would pick that instead. 
Yeah, I don't think I could. Uh, I don't think I could play a Pokemon indefinitely. That would be real hard. I'm right there with you. I think I'm kind of tired of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was and like, I'm, I, I'm a Pokemon hey, fan. I'm excited for Snap, dude. Sword and Shield, and I was just like, oh, this is over already. <laughs> um, Thank goodness. But yeah, and I thought Snap, but like Snap, you've eaten five hours. Like you're gonna keep playing it forever. Like even I, a devout lover of Pokemon Snap, even I, I realize there's a limit. Snap the original every couple of years and replay it. It's a very short game. I hope sure. that they add um, a lot of content in this one that will make it replayable. Mm-hmm. Um, because then that could potentially be an answer, like for this question. Because if they add like a lot of online capability and and making it so that like you can replay it and get like leaderboards and high scores and maybe it's a little bit different every time you play it. I, I would really like that. I was thinking uh, uh, Pokemon Go. I just don't like playing Pokemon Go. No, don't do it. But if you're playing it, if you're playing indefinitely, right? Like that would be the one that would probably make the most sense. But it's just like I can't do that over and over again. (laughs) I'd rather replay Goal over and over again. That's pretty much the runner-up for me for a spinoff would be Pokemon Conquest. That was a fantastic spinoff in a tactical RPG. So my bread and butter. So yeah. Yeah. Brendan wants to know, have you ever sold a game for more than what you did bought we do it? That one? Yeah, we already did that. <laughs> did we say that last week? Okay, we I, I, I asked, or no, wait, Winter Gamer asked that, I think. Yeah, you asked buying and he asked yeah. selling. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Okay, so we answered that one. Um, Do we answer the other one that was here? Delvin? Yeah, do we answer that one last time? Nope. Okay. I think so. He wants to know if Nintendo could get the rights to any entertainment franchise, movies, books, or even games to make a Switch exclusive game, what license would you want them to get and what kind of game would you want it to be? So we've had this question before and I I gotta make some qualifiers on it because there's a lot of different ways you can take this question. I normally take it by like trying to think of somebody that I think we either fit a need or a genre that Nintendo lacks or is a good fit with like Nintendo. But you mm-hmm. could also just be like anything, and then that's basically a case for you to say like your favorite game, you mm-hmm. like The Last of Us. <laughs> but like it makes zero sense for the company, and for, like it makes zero sense. So how would you guys take this question? Um, what do you mean? How would we take it? Like you, try to you serve be an trying audience? to find something that fits Nintendo, yes. or are you just whatever you want, just throw it in there. I mean, I think you would have to be within the, you know, within, re- yeah, something that would fit Nintendo. Okay. Okay. I think, right? I don't know. Yeah, this is a hard question because it's very <laughs> open-ended. It is. Like, you see, the I'm, point I'm trying to make is that, books? like, if you just leave it open to whatever, then it's literally, the question could be rewritten just, like, take your favorite non-Nintendo thing and make it a Nintendo yeah. thing. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, especially it's, like, books. Like <laughs> movies, like Die Hard on Nintendo. It's like what? <laughs> well, that, that's his question. What right, would you of do? Course. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking Make you. Make a Switch exclusive. What would you like? Would you take hmm. it that way? Would you literally take your favorite thing, or would you try to be more selective on behalf of Nintendo? I mean, I'm trying to think of what would work as a Nintendo game. There like- you go. Okay. So I always <laughs> kind of go in there as well, you know. So I'm never going to be like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Because you know, like that mm-hmm. makes zero sense for Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> This is a hard one. Um, I'm like trying to think of movies or books. My mind's not really going in that direction. Um, mm-hmm. I keep thinking of how well Sly Cooper would be as a Nintendo franchise. Yeah. Um, I think they could do a really, like a lot of really awesome things with Sly Cooper. It feels like it belongs on a Nintendo console. 
Mm-hmm. You, you could try grab any of the, you know, 3D platformers and other consoles. Yeah. That's why, like, I'm trying to think of something a little bit more creative, but that's where my mind's going. So I'm thinking of widening the audience of Nintendo. And I'm thinking, I don't want to steal anything from Xbox and PlayStation. That's the problem with this question. But if I say I'm a diehard Switch fan, and I would love this to, to like, widen the Switch audience, I think a first-person shooter, and I think online open, I think of... Like, you know, you can make it work. I think you can put Destiny in there. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Like and and I think, you know, of course, it's, I mean, like stealing it from PC and Xbox and PS4 and all of its audience for the past, I don't know, was six years now. But like, you know, I think it would really make the Switch worthwhile to grab that, attain that audience if, if it works on the Switch. And it, I think it would be great on handheld as well. I always try to go that same route, like try to think of something that can fit something they don't have or it's different and could, you know, open up to potential new customers. Um, I think my my normal answer was Journey. I used to always think Journey was like mm-hmm. a perfect Nintendo game. I always thought Ori is a perfect Nintendo game. Um, so those always kind of fit the, fit the, you know, the bill, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. To step out of the box a little bit, I'm going to say Disney. And I know it's mm-hmm. cheating. That's, that's another thing I was trying, yeah. But, I think it's crazy that we have like Kingdom Hearts with, you know, Final Fantasy characters and stuff. In I couldn't there believe that when it's when it's <laughs> not like Mario and Luigi, and I feel like it would make more sense. That right. franchise is still unbelievable to me. Oh, of course, but and it's not just necessarily Kingdom Hearts, but it's just when you think Disney video games, that's what you think of. But like, I could absolutely see a Disney Nintendo partnership where yeah. Nintendo has exclusive rights to Disney like cartoon characters in game. And, you know, Disney has exclusive rights to making Mario franchise movies and cartoons. Mutual relationship. Yeah, I could totally see that, like, as an existence. Like, if if that happened tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be like, that makes no sense. Because it it makes a lot of sense. They're very similar um, built companies off of, like, their kid-friendly you know, marketing stable of IP. So the thing I was going to say the thing about both of them are they both um, are very protective over their IPs. Sure. So it would have to be very, very mutual. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just the idea. Um, I think I could see it where Nintendo has, you know, full rights to make a Mickey platforming game and a Mickey cart racer and, you know, that type of stuff. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Or put Mickey in all the Smash. Nintendo games. Yeah, Smash. You know, instead oh of God. instead Could of uh, Mario Kart, instead yeah. of Mario and Luigi Dream Team, you've got Mickey and Mario stuff, and oh, I mean, is. yeah, you can go a long way with it. So, yeah. Gamstead wants to know when do you think we'll hear about Bayonetta three, and how do you feel about her being a Nintendo property now for all intents and purposes? Ooh, When's the very- last time we heard? Bayonetta 3. Uh, I think the original, it exists. The last time we saw it, they did update somebody. They They said um, it was after the the wonderful 101 stuff when they opened up their site for their four other projects and Mm -hmm. they talked about independence and all that. Somebody asked them and they were like, yeah, we're still making it. Don't worry about it. It's still being worked on. Um, I also know there was some rumors there, I think what prompted the question. I think there were some rumors that they kind of repurposed it or maybe restarted it um, as they talked about how they were kind of building their own engine and like changing the way they philosophically make games. They mentioned something like that with wonderful one-on-one. They were like, we're changing how we build games, not just the games we make. 
I'll so, I can't speak. <laughs> it's never like great, you know, like you don't necessarily want to yeah. hear that. You're like, oh no. Okay, so we're going to be a trailer. <laughs> right. Um, because that's the question. Is like, well, is it still Bayonetta? Is it different? Does it look different? Is it the same thing we know and love? Or is, you know, like, are they going to be a little more risky with it? Um, Hmm. The question, ooh, I got two questions I want to pose back to you. But before I do that, I want to ask this question. How do you feel about it being Nintendo property now? So yesterday on Xbox, on the Xbox Empire that released today, me and Kevin had a really nice like 30-minute chat um, about what a good versus bad exclusive is. And we talked about the different scenarios uh, that game publishers get exclusivity. And one of those scenarios was when a company pays for the rights to have something like, and by all intents purposes, by everything that I've ever read, Nintendo saved Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to make any more. It wasn't making any money. Platinum was taking on license work and stuff like that. And like Nintendo saved that franchise from just going away. And in return for that helping hand, they have exclusive rights to it. And I believe it's co-owned, like wonderful one owned. They co-own it with Platinum. It's a two like so they could release Bayonetta two on PlayStation with Nintendo's permission, which probably not going to happen because why would you re revive a franchise? Um, I think they, I think they specifically did it. I mean, I don't even think they absolutely, I think it's even been said they specifically ventured out and did this deal because they needed a game to prove to gamers that they took, they make serious adult man (laughs) games, you know, like during the Wii U, they got a lot of crap about being, you know, kid games, kid friendly mm-hmm. games. You got this play school game pad, you know, they got Mario and it's like, well, when are you going to make I think in the Wii and Wii U era? Exactly. So they reached out and they ex- secured this exclusive. That's why it's in smash. And that's why they opened up and made her thing. So I think it's great. I'm totally fine with that exclusivity. I have zero problems with anybody making that exclusive. Anybody could have done it. It was open, fair game for anybody. And it's not like, I don't think they're robbing anybody from anything because, it wasn't going to be a thing without them. So mm-hmm. on that side, I'm totally fine with it. The question I wanted to ask you guys, based off the news that we have with um, with Pikmin being probably further out than I think all three of us were anticipating, mm-hmm. do we have another Direct this year? No, we're not you're having a Direct you don't, You feel year. convicted on that. She's like, absolutely not. There's not going to be a Direct this year. Not a main, okay, like maybe another partner Direct. What is partner Direct parties oh okay. i feel like there's a bet to be made here i bet you that there will be a nintendo direct before january 1st 2021 i think the only chance we have is december i don't think we could see one before then you really think that direct can't be before october 30th somebody give me terms chat chat give us terms somebody give us terms i feel confident on this one i feel good on this one you have great conviction and i am impressed by it she's like absolutely I don't not number but i do want to say not before yeah i don't know i said t- the terms of the bet january 1st uh, well i agree there'll with be that. no direct well, okay okay well per, what, what's your bet rebecca well what, what's I don't the know bait? One that's making the bet i'm not making the bet what, what about what about december 1st 2020 i'll make that bet <laughs> Okay. Okay. Donnie. Take the belt. I see the bet has has bothered you. Um, you really don't think there'll be a direct at all. A traditional Nintendo shows you a handful no, of games, no. including first party direct. No, I don't. Wow. Mm. Why? Why would there be? Because they've always done it. So they ha- no, that doesn't mean anything. 
It doesn't mean it. Come on, Nintendo. That you know that they, they're not about that. I think. As, like, why would they not have put things like Pikmin? Like, the, I think it's clear that they're changing things up right now, or else they would have put all these third parties, everything that was in that third party direct. They would have put Pikmin Four in it. They would have put Cadence of Hyrule. They would have put all of these things that were coming out in the rest of the year if they were planning to do it. If they weren't planning on having a direct, there's no way in heck that they would have just announced Pikmin out of the blue because that's a direct title. Pikmin 3, and that's a port October. of the game. It's like five years old. Gonna direct coming out this year and early next year. What else are they going to put in? I guess Was Donkey Kong in, in a Nintendo Direct? I'm going to entertain your, your Mario 3D mm. world that they're going to announce at the end of, of August um, or whatever, the beginning of September for November or December or whatever is coming out. <laughs> sure. And then we'll probably get a direct at the end of the year or the beginning of next year. I'm not saying you're wrong. You've, good, you've got definitely good points. I think mm-hmm. if all things were considered equal, we would have had a direct at E3, but the world changed. Um, but people are starting to learn to work within you know, this new normal. And I don't think they can just go quiet until next year. I think they have to make some announcements. Now, good point. They can just tweet stuff and it'll get in tons of run. And they can do streams for Bakugan and they can have little partner directs. <laughs> like they can still make noise. It's not a marketing strategy per se. I just think that in the next, what, six months, I think there will be a direct. I think they will go out of their way to try and make a direct. And I think what they will do is they'll probably announce something in the fall, detail something we already know, and they will announce one spring game to look forward to. Um, like they did with Animal Crossing, right? Do they have enough to pack into a direct, though? A full, like, not many, not third party. Well, what do you mean full direct? Like, it's like a first party. This is a yeah. Nintendo direct. A no Nintendo direct like with that. first and third party games oh. with indies, yeah. but mm. but a handful of announcements that a real direct, I guess, is yeah. the right way of putting it. Yeah. I know what she's saying. Yeah. I think I think there could be a possibility. It's so. a good question. I mean, it's a good yeah. debate. I think yeah. there will be one. I think there will be one. They're going to do one. <laughs> they're going to have to do one. Even if it's just for the Mario stuff. Changing the way, but they don't need, that's that's not a, like, if it's just the Mario stuff. Right. There mm-hmm. can't be a direct with one game. But they also have to announce and that's games. Mar- that's a Mario direct. That's they, not a direct. They do well, they're not going to say Mario direct, year. though. They could. They, they could, could say, say that. Mario they direct. could say this is a Mario okay. direct. And then everyone's going to be like, we know what it is. Of course. <laughs> like, right? But they, they totally can't do that. And then they could throw, okay, yeah. then we're getting like, you know, here's your bundle and all the other little yep. bells and whistles with it. And that would be a Mario direct. Pokemon DLC, sports story, <laughs> throw in a couple more things and you're off to the races. Why would they just drop Pikmin 4 out of the blue because and it's not Pikmin, throw it in there to pad it? It's Pikmin 3 and three. it's a port. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pikmin 3 and it's a port. It's a Wii U port. They've announced ports and directs before. They have. Uh, yeah, Typically Mario games, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm look, I'm not trying to like hate on Pikmin 3. I'm just I don't I think Pikmin 3 is is Mario, you know, is I don't I think that's the same thing. I bet in good conscience with Nintendo and chat saying there's a direct coming before December 1st. Ooh, mm. so he agrees with me. I, I think so, too. I do. I think they'll have one before. I would be pleasantly surprised. At the very least, no. they have to announce the, a spring game. Um, I understand I've given them a lot of rope for like this fall and everything, and a lot of that is off the devout faith that I've had and the rumors and the things that we've heard. I believe them to be true. 
I think it's all coming true, and I think they will come true. But they will have to announce games at some point. They have to show something. You can't go into the holiday season not knowing anything coming for the next year at all. They will have to show something because they want to sell Switches on Black Friday. They can do that without a Direct. Okay. I mean, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. I know they can. Are they going to is the point. And I don't think so. I think they will announce a spring uh, a spring game. And I also guess if – do the Game Awards happen? Game yeah. Awards is in December. Is it still mm-hmm. happening? I don't know I don't about that. If it's still I happening, it's they'll virtual, announce a game though. there too. And yes. they also have Bravely Default to, to show. Yes. Well, I need a release date, man. See, like, like they've got on. games. I know it's not the games people want to hear, but they have games. They've got No More Heroes. They've got Bravely I'm not Default. That. They've got these Mario games. They've got a slew of indie games that we're waiting on. They have dates to announce. Not doubting it. Mm-hmm. It's good. I like the conversation. Mm-hmm. I like arguing with Rebecca. <laughs> I like it too. It's fun. Um, but answer the question. <laughs> what do you guys think about Bayonetta 3? Um, I'll, I'll, okay, to take the easy route, I'll say Game Awards. I think we hear from Bayonetta 3 at the Game Awards. I don't know no reason why, just because. No, I, I don't think we're going to hear it until next year. I think, I think that's I, probably a better bet. I, I think early next year, like like February or, or, or March or something I think it's like a next that. fall game at this point. Yep. I think so too. Yeah. With Metroid Prime 4. No. Not no. even no. close. Not <laughs> no. even really. Close. Dude, no. Metroid Prime Maybe 4. will come out before Metroid Prime 4 easily. Breath of the really? Wild will come out before Metroid Prime. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And that game is long lost. It's yeah, it's it's a ways away. If if Metroid what? Prime 4 came out before 2022, like the end of 2022, I would be shocked. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. I didn't realize it's going to take so long. <laughs> Dude, they've like rebooted the <laughs> game like four times. Know. Like they well, announced yeah. it, and then a year later, they're like, "Sorry, whoops, it's going to retro." <laughs> <laughs> and retro just started hiring people like this okay. year. Like they they really just started. And okay. then with, okay. yeah, with COVID and stuff, I'm sure it's even more behind. Yeah, I, I guess know, I just haven't been paying attention to. The they're not cranking out overtime no. right now. And with that kind of game, I feel like they know that their audience is okay with a slower development time because Metroid fans are okay with waiting. They don't need to crank out this, okay, let's get a title out because we need to sell. Well, if history proves anything, it's not going to sell anyway. So No, it won't. So they're (laughs) going to take their time on it and make it good. There's no point in diving and dumping lots and lots of resources into it. you got to get in and out as cheaply as possible. I think it's more of a, you know, it's their passion project kind of thing. I agree with you. I'm looking more forward to Metroid Prime Trilogy Remake. It's another yeah, that, port that could come at any moment. Man. Another in the direct. <laughs> <laughs> Look. About Metroid Prime Trilogy for the I past three years. <laughs> pretty let down with this last little showcase that we have come and gone. Basically, we we're almost out of summer, and mm-hmm. I still don't have a date for Sports Story, and it's bothering me. Okay. Like, I need what? Cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Are you crazy? Sports and Story. Is at the top of my most wanted games list this year, and I was sure that we were going to be playing it in the summer because, you know, they're not rebuilding anything. They're working off stuff they already have, and it's been a while. I was mm-hmm. for sure thought we were going to see it. I thought it was going to be out that day or like that week, mm-hmm. and it's just gone again. And there's how many indie games, Rebecca? Like I know the Red Lantern is one we're tracking, but oh, there's yes. like almost there, there, every of them. yeah, almost every game from like that last Nindy Direct, like the Nindy World Showcase, and then like the one before that was. Two. The Red Lantern was from. Two That's or what I'm three. saying. Yeah. Like, the Directs last ago. two, like 75 percent of those games haven't come out. Yes. 
like they're all on the web page. If you go, like they're and all laser- night market one. Yeah, they're all limited or labeled coming soon, but they're just indefinitely yeah. out yep. there. So yeah. I think they have dates. Um, but I think your or point they is, think they have dates. I think they've got dates. The point, Linda, is a really good point that just because they have dates doesn't mean they have to. They literally can just tweet. They can just tweet and drop a YouTube commercial, and that does all the marketing that they need to. But I do think that they know they have an expectation from the fans to have a direct, and I think they'll give us one. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just okay. be one, though. Okay. Yeah. I hope you're right. What if they announce another partner direct? I think that can and will happen. Cool. It could be good, though. Not like the last one. Like, it could be good. <laughs> okay. I have no more Heroes 3 and Sports Story. <laughs> there, there's a news piece. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is set to release in Q1 of next year. Which is kind of iffy because Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne Remastered is like really close. Like that why felt like a really them? weird, like yeah, news headline. I was like, when I read it, I was like, Psh, that's not true. <laughs> like I just read it, I was like, there's no way they're going to release both of those games on top of each other like that. Yeah, I, me neither. So but, yeah, the port's we'll going to come, and you're going to wait a while, and then you get Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. One more question that's relevant. Kaiju wants to know how much you want to bet Nintendo is just cracking peanuts and sipping beer saying Animal Crossing is pushing units. We'll never announce another game ever again. I think that's spot on. Look at them. There's yes. 500% <laughs> <Perfect>. net revenue. <laughs> they are bet, rolling in it right now. I bet they saw this like, all right, guys, we got a pandemic. So why don't you guys take a vacation you know, for like two weeks? <laughs> or like a month. asked me <laughs> on Twitter, I think this week, he said something along the lines of, um, or no, it wasn't. It was, um, I saw... One of the the famer the more famous Twitter folks that I usually retweet, like Nybel or Daniel Mott or one of those folks. I don't remember which one, but one of them was like, I wonder if this year is supposed to be a lighter Nintendo release year before COVID started. And I retweeted mm-hmm. and I was like, I've been saying this for a year. <laughs> you know, it's like I've been saying this since last year that I was expecting this and I thought COVID made it worse. And, don't you uh, ever want to know what would have been at Nintendo's E3 this year? I wanted to see like that. What they've done for like Link's Awakening and 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 like mm-hmm. their big stages and their big spaces, I would have loved to have seen what that was for Super Mario, like 35th anniversary edition. Like yeah. that Mario world would have excited me. But Grouchy responded to me and he was like, don't they have to like, don't they have to start announcing stuff for us at some point? And it's like, well, of course they do. They do. I was like, but you got to realize that it's different. It, it, that the answer to that change is based on where you are in the life cycle and how well or not you're doing at that point, mm-hmm. right? At the early part of the life cycle, you need to announce as much as possible because you need people to believe in you to buy their console. Once yeah. you've sold most of it, you don't have to announce anything. <laughs> you can crack peanuts and sit beer. <laughs> like you've already got it, especially if you're successful. Like you, the Wii U was completely unsuccessful and they didn't announce anything. But especially when you're successful, there's almost no pressure at all to release anything. The only people that get angry yep. about it are folks like us that are just jumping from, you know, from game to game to game to game. But, you know, like there's really no incentive for them to do it right now. Their workers aren't working. Their production lines have been slowed. Like, you know, their pipeline is having issues and they're making bank. They, they can't sell consoles. That's the problem. Like they don't have yeah. consoles to sell. I know someone who's been trying to get one and can't. Yeah. So why announce a game if you can't sell the consoles to go with it? Like you can't get consoles on shelves yet. Mm-hmm. So wait a bit, get consoles back and then start announcing some stuff. Yeah. I, I've been noticing a lot more switches have been available. So I mean, if you if you need an alert, just let me know because it Wario 64 and Nintendo too um, 
always pushes the availability down. Yeah, this and, past and, week they've come in and out common. quite common. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've been pretty good. Um, but I guess that'll do it for us this week here in the Nintendo Shack. I enjoyed arguing with you, Rebecca, quite a bit. <laughs> I, I love it's it. Fun. I can't wait for our. We fun. haven't had a direct as a team together. That's true. I can't wait for that day to happen. I'm going to get excited by stuff and then you guys get excited about the other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look, it doesn't even matter if they're real games. Like Devolver said it, right? It could be fake games. All that matters is that they (laughs) announce them. Just announce the games. (laughs) Pretty much. I would love for Nintendo to have a fake direct. They announce like Mother 3. Oh, just play along with it. And (laughs) F-Zero. Could you imagine? Oh, it would be gold. I mean... (laughs) So, like, I am totally, like, that that kind of person. If I was at Nintendo, I would totally hire Devolver and be like, I need you to make me a direct. It's completely <laughs> false. Eat the hype. <laughs> like, let's just give them what they want. Let them have fun with it. Because, you know, it would it would go through the cycle, right, where people would get angry at first. And once they realize that they would appreciate it and they would laugh about it. Like the little claymation Nintendo Direct when they were asking mm-hmm. Reggie where Mother 3 was, right? So, those types of things would the fun would be endearing. They got to do more stuff like the puppets. I love the puppets. I love the puppets, too. I think that makes us outliers. I remember the last time I talked about the puppets, I remember somebody was telling me, I think it was Caroline, she didn't like the puppets. What? And I think oh, my God. I'm going to have to talk to her. Maybe Kevin or Jason did, too. I think somebody else, because I remember in the Discord, they were like, no, God, keep those puppets away. I, was like, I think they were awesome. That was That's, great. I liked it, too. I wonder how much the uh, Awada puppet would be worth. I wonder where they are right now. Yeah. Probably in a closet somewhere. John Henson's like basement. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us this, this week in the Nintendo Shack uh, chat. You were wonderful tonight. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will catch you next week, hopefully after we see the latest and greatest Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Please be excited. Good night, Kooplings. Bye-bye. <laughs>